I'm ready. Abra. Abra. <laughs> Welcome to the Abra podcast. How's it going, Mars? Yeah, with, with Mars and Macca. With Mars and Macca. I think I think that should be a permanent sticking point. Yeah, we've stopped now. using our full names due to uh, or two of you might knowing where we live, <laughs> even, though, even though it's Macca's dad and mum. That's it. Shout out to Kathy. She's giving us a wave. She's giving me a brilliant tea with oh. a sugar. Macca is What type of tea are you drinking? Um... I believe it's black tea. Oh, wait. We're not allowed to say that. It's racist, eh? That's it, yeah. You're drinking a Coke. There you go. An Aston Bold. Aston Bold. Okay. So, Macca. What wait, you- well, before we get to that, why is it called the Abra podcast? Um, one, two, three. Abra. Yeah, oh, you left me hanging. <laughs> all right. That's a, that's a good explanation. That was good. Like um, what, what have you been doing all week, Macca? <laughs> you know, not <laughs> as, as per usual, not a lot. But I was um, reminiscing about some past jobs that I've had recently. Oh, yeah? You know, I was previously a swim teacher. Oh, so where at? Oh, well, that's <laughs> around. <laughs> just made the rule. Don't break it. Um, but, yeah, so I was just thinking, you know, there's all these different swimming styles, all these different things you can do while you're in the pool. And um, What's your favourite th- stroke? Oh, yeah. Well, I was, I was thinking about that. And um, <laughs> took me a while, but I got there in the end. I think it was Margaret Thatcher's. He's a personal favourite of mine. Okay, you've amped up this joke for an hour and a half. It has flown over my head. Did Margaret Thatcher have a stroke? That's how she died. Uh, yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> no, that was pretty good then. Yeah, <laughs> for those who don't know, Maggie Thatcher was the UK Prime Minister in the 70s. So 70s, 80s. The Iron Lady, they called The her. Iron Lady, yeah. Maggie Thatcher Milk Snatcher. <laughs> What's with the milk snacks? I, sh- I don't know. <laughs> I, I think possibly she like canned Fresh free milk bed. for kids. No, in, in like public schools and shit like that. Free milk was a thing? Yeah. Okay. I'm pro- I thought I don't know. I'm yeah. guessing from the title Maggie Thatcher Milk Snatcher. Yeah, right. I think that's what happened. <laughs> but how was your week? What did you get up oh, to? No, I don't have a pun, but I, I have to say... This might be the biggest episode <laughs> of all time. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Bigger than last week, which was the the second biggest in comparison. I mean, are to we this. are we gonna are we gonna talk about? We did have a little technical difficulties, uh, or are we keeping that under gonna, the rug? Right? <laughs> okay. No. Look. All right. We're gonna be honest. So, we did record this episode already. Yeah. Due to a technical a difficulty from Macca, the fucking idiot. Oh. <laughs> we lost the first forty-five minutes of it. Yes, and we have the last ten minutes. So they are going to make an appearance. They are going to the last ten minutes. We have all we needed for the last ten minutes was a segue to Kevin Spacey, and it's all good. It's not that we've forgotten the segue. We've heard the segue. It just doesn't it make didn't sense. make any sense. So we're going to think of a new one when we we'll get try, there. We'll try. We'll try to sneak in a new Kevin Spacey <laughs> yeah. segue, but just like the last, it will more than likely will not make likely. sense. So when we get to forty-five minutes, I'll go. Kevin Spacey. And then you're going to hear a slightly different recording for the last 10 minutes, but it it. all makes sense. Now, first up on the list, we have the story of a hero. One of your personal heroes. One of many. Do you have any heroes, Macca? Paul Kelly. Paul Kelly? Okay. Yeah. Paul Keating? Yeah. Okay. Paul. Paul McCartney? Paul (laughs) McCartney? Um, and that's about it. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any heroes that's that you'd like to talk heroes. about? <laughs> Actually, it's funny you mention it because I was reading this story about one of my heroes. Yeah. 
His name was Michael Flanagan. Now, Michael, Michael Flanagan. It's an interesting name. Michael Flanagan was a drunk Irishman wandering around Regent's Park. Bit redundant. <laughs> so, no, <laughs> for those who don't know where. What? Drunk Irishman. Bit redundant. What do you mean? Oh, it's like an oxymoron. No, oh, it's a it's obvious. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like saying. Repeating the same thing twice. Oh, it's like saying funny Murray. Like, we know he's funny. Yeah, oh, yeah. Fuck, it's Muzz. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Michael Flanagan was wandering around Regent's Park. And for those international listeners from the UK, a shout out to. Yeah, we do have UK listeners now. And Irish. And US. And shout out to us, one Swiss listener. I know. It's a pretty Richard's it's a melting mate. pot. Yeah. Hey. Speaking of Richard, shout out to Richard Fernando Investing. If you want to learn about stocks, good. get on YouTube. <laughs> good good segue. Uh, so. Michael Flanagan was wandering around Regent's Park, which is next to Buckingham Palace. Mm -hmm. He sees Buckingham Palace and he goes, fuck it. Why not? He climbs a fence. He gets to the first window. It's locked. Now, you you would assume that that's a pretty tricky place to, to get into, it being the Queen's house and all. It's actually infamous for having the shittest security system really? in the world. <laughs> really? <laughs> he actually likes a new fax. Well, I mean, I've, I've got to... <laughs> But so he tried to get in the first window, didn't get in. It was locked. Tried the second window, it's unlocked. He climbs in. Alarm goes off. Guard on duty goes this fucking old alarm system. Turns the alarm off. It was annoying him. So Flanagan's wandering around Buckingham Palace. He's opening doors. He opens the door <laughs> to one room. It's an observatory with a bunch of paintings. There's like a glass roof, and you can see the stars. It's very lovely. Mm. He's walking around more, looking around, having a little poke. And he decides, I'm sobering up. Well, I mean, it's a big house. That, thank you, Lachlan. Oh, I mean, it would take, take a while to to have a look at everything, I'm saying. That's true, yeah. He probably only saw a small part of it, we could, we could assume. Yeah. So, he decides, I'm sobering up. So, he finds the pantry, and he finds a bottle of sherry, and downs it. Now, when he opened the pantry, this set off a second alarm. The same we didn't bring this up last episode, but I find that quite interesting. That, the that there was an alarm the on the pantry. On the alcohol cabinet, yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's where, like, the goods are that are needed. I don't know. Because you won't really need the observatory for anything. That is true. But at the same time, like, okay, precious artifacts in the Queen's house that we need to lock up. Her ass. The pantry <laughs> is probably not one I would think to alarm if I was designing the security for the house. Well, as we said, it's a shit security system. Well, yeah, a that drunk is true. Irishman has got it in. Yeah. So, he downs the sherry, and the second alarm goes off, and the guard on duty goes, this fucking old alarm system, turns the whole thing off. Mm. Flanagan then's wandering around, he goes, oh dear, I've had a lot to drink, and I need to pee-pee. Mm. So, he's looking for a bathroom. He's opening doors, he's opening cabinets, he can't find one. He opens a door, and hears this, hello, it's the bloody queen, mate. <laughs> so I, I was about to say the Queen accent wasn't good, but it got a lot worse. Quick. <laughs> did she talk real like Cockney, the Queen? All right, mate, what are you doing in here? <laughs> What's she fucking looking at, you pedo? <laughs> so he opens this door and the Queen's there and she goes, hello. He goes, oh, hi. And she's pressing the button for security, but because the alarm system's off, no one's coming. So, she's pressing the button. He goes, oh, hi, I'm just looking for a bathroom. She goes, well, what do you want? He then sits on the edge of her bed. The Queen and Michael Flanagan then have a chat for the next 15 minutes. I, I, I am pretty interested in the content. Yeah, well, of it, it was revealed actually la two years ago what was in that conversation. 
Still yet to Google that. Google that, listeners. There's your homework. Message us <laughs> it, because I want to talk about it. And she says, do you want anything? And he says, oh, I wouldn't mind some tea and biscuits. So she buzzed the butler. Butler said, who's the tea and biscuits for? To which the Queen quoted, the drunk Irishman at the end of my bed. It's, it's odd that he would ask that, but... Well, um, she, maybe she asked for two teas and two sets of biscuits. Okay, yeah, true. That ma- that does make sense. Then. It's true. A little bit nice. She could be thirsty. Busy. Well thirsty. She could have been thirsty. And do you know what? That really pissed me off. What? If, you know, I'm I'm the queen. I'm sitting in bed. I'm like, oh, I could go for two teas. Ring the butler. And then they're questioning my authority. Oh, oh who's oh, this other tea? Oh, shit. I think we've opened up a, a new issue in this in this incident. I mean, someone should have lost their job for this Michael Flanagan thing. And it, <laughs> it shouldn't have been the security guy. team. No, I'm telling no, you that. It's that butler. bloody butler <laughs> for that. No, the wonder audacity. They, no wonder they say the monarchy's outdated. No one follows the rules. That's it. It's crazy. Oh, it's corrupt from within. No, we, we, we've hit some points. Shit. We're so, back. We, we had a... More technical, <laughs> more technical difficulties. Well, we didn't really. We, we must add it's another working. week without Jamie. Wait, fuck! Is it working? Oh no, it's working. That's fucking program. Sick. Oh yeah, Jamie's dogged us. No, no, no. This is the first week without Jamie. Jamie. Oh shit! Because <laughs> next week's episode next will also be without Jamie. Next week, which was recorded yesterday. <laughs> okay, so this. Yeah. Anyway, so she buzzes the butler and says, "The drunk Irishman at the end of my bed." To which then security were alerted, comes in, arrests mm. Flanagan. Flanagan gets a three-month jail sentence for breaking into Buckingham Palace. I can't Palace. believe it. That's <laughs> bullshit. Three-month jail sentence for breaking into the I mean, Palace. let's be honest. He didn't break in. Didn't he? No, he went through an, an, an unlocked window. True. No breaking. So are you saying... He should have been let go. Captain <laughs> Cook discovered Australia? Oh, I'm getting you That's on BuzzFeed. <laughs> I'm going to you. Captain Cook went through the open window that was... So he owned the land. No. Oh, I want to get. I want to set you off. I'll set you <laughs> off eventually. <laughs> you can I'm gonna try. Get you. So he got a three-month jail sentence for breaking the palace, and he got a two-hundred-pound fine for the sherry. Now, there was some loophole in the law at the time. This is 1984, where it wasn't technically illegal to break into Buckingham Palace. So he was let off, and he just had the two-hundred-pound fine. Have they fine. since revised that? They have. It is now illegal to break into Buckingham Palace, but Boo. they had like hippies camping there for three weeks at one point. Really? Yeah, it's my second most favourite break into Buckingham Palace. That's, that's for three weeks. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah, I know. And there's so many other stories. How big is it? Yeah, I've been there. It's I don't know in meters. What do you want? A measurement, or do you want no, like a I'm, ballpark? I don't know. You don't Just, care? No, no. Think I, of Parliament House. It's just, oh, it's, it's not that big. Yeah, it's not. The grounds. Yeah, probably about... Imagine a border around Parliament House. Okay. Not that we're from Australia. We should mention... I mean, there's... This is live streaming. Parliament houses in every country, pretty much. We'll get back to where we're live streaming from. So, he he got revoked the three-month jail sentence and just had the £200 fine, which was then revoked because it was argued it's a tax-paid system. Technically, he's already paid the fine. So, he broke into Buckingham Palace, had a chat with the Queen for 15 minutes, had a bottle of sherry... Got off Scott Scott free. It's got to be some pretty good sherry too. He's my the hero. Queen's sherry. Yeah, Queen Sherry. I Speaking like of sherries, Queen Elizabeth's mum had a glass of gin every single day. So of her not life. speaking of sherries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Speaking, speaking of, of sherry. Of gin. Speaking of sherry by Frankie Valley in the fourth season that Queen Elizabeth's mum liked. Ah, <laughs> yeah, she liked that song. Sherry, give me a click. Sherry, baby, sherry. 
Sherry, baby. Oh, I can't sing. Okay, moving on. Okay. <laughs> so, we should mention that while there is a country called England and there is a country called Australia, this podcast is streamed from another place. That is correct. And that is the Vatican. That's we did break in last episode, if you remember. We staged yep. the coup. Um, was that... Wasn't that... Oh, shit, I don't know. I think well, that I was, was last episode. episode. Yeah. Uh, we're in the Vatican. That's the that's, point. That's the main And we're thing. live streaming. And but we're, I think we're looking to move on. Are we? Where to? Well, let's look into that. Well, let's, let's look at some possible destinations for our investigations. Did you like that rhyme? It, didn't, <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't relevant, but it just worked are, well. Are you feeling quite an aura in this in this? place? <laughs> that bit. <laughs> You've got to do that bit. Um, yeah, there is a vibe here. There right? is a vibe. We're getting very, like, Christian vibes. Like, Maka, because uh, we've kicked the Pope out of it, Francis, we've made him retire. Benedict, the past Pope, he's in the room below us. We're going to be calling... Yeah, so we need to make make that clear. <laughs> Pope Benedict changed his name to Emeritus after he resigned. Mm. And he's in the downstairs room. One, 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 one of the only Popes to resign for a good 400 years or so. It's more like 1,500 Saint years. St. Gregory was the last Pope to resign before Famous Benedict. for the Gregorian chant. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Is that how it goes? Yeah. Well, it's just like a... Or are you just... Well, so you know, know that, that real churchy deep... Oh, uh, I, th- I think I do. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway. I know of it. So, <coughs> Benedict's been slaving away all week getting uh, getting us uh, information. We're going to be talking about a, an interesting conspiracy theory. Not a theory. It's, it's well, a fact. It's th- yeah, no, we're talking about conspiracy fact. He's been, he's been great, Benedict. Actually, did you want to... I'm just going to go get a tea. Did you want to... Can you just get Benedict for a second? Just ask him what we're about to talk about? Because he remembers, doesn't he? Yeah, I'll go... See, so I'll while Benedict's reminded. been investigating... I'll, I'll get a reminder from him. Okay. Well, I'll just head downstairs. All right, Mac is just going to go downstairs. Hello? Oh... <laughs> Hey Benedict, how's it? Oh, Amaricious, sorry. I'm co- oh, sorry. No. sorry, sorry, No, it's uh, it's it's Maka from the Abra podcast. Ah, Maka, Maka, are you are you fourteen yet? No. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> sorry, it's the aura. <laughs> sorry, I'm Benedict. Ter- terrible. So I've been investigating Amaricious the Diatlov Pass. Okay, goodbye. Ah, Diatlov Pass. Thank help you. Me, All right, I'm me. going Shut back up. upstairs. Thank you. Shut up. Help me. Help me. Shut up. Oh hey, Maka, did you get did you talk to Benedict? Yeah, it was the Diatlov pass. Oh, did incident. I miss him? Yeah, you just oh. no, but you didn't come downstairs. That's right? true. As you did hear me walking down the stairs. That's a good point. Okay. So the Diatlov pass you were saying. Um so whilst Benedict's been slaving away looking up stuff for our, our material this week, it means that some of the royal duties for the Vatican have been on Maka. Maka's been <laughs> oh, under the pump, covering up systemic child abuse. <laughs> yeah, all week. that's it. Been, uh, um, we we actually had a little fact last time about the the red slippers that the Pope wears. The Pope wears I red slippers. Ha- I mean, that was the fact. There oh, was the, okay, it, well, there wasn't a fact about the red slippers. Selfish. Yeah. Does Benedict have those slippers? The ruby slippers. <laughs> There's no place like home, and we know the Vatican's home. So we're going to be talking about the Diatlov Pass. So between the first and second of February, if 1950, for, 
Oh, you want to? You're giving a, a bit of a story. All right, I'll let you, I'll let you continue. So between the first and second of February, 1959, nine Russian hikers died in unknown circumstances in the North Ural Mountains. This is in Russia. The Dyatlov Pass incident is named after one of its victims and the group leader Dyatlov. Um, so the official investigation by Soviet authorities at the time reported that six of the victims died of hypothermia while the remaining three died due to physical trauma. Oh, do you know what? I am somewhat <laughs> familiar with this incident. Oh, what and do you think um, they died of? I don't think this is a conspiracy. It just sounds like hypothermia to me. Oh, hold oh, uh, Hypothermia. No, continue, continue. So hypothermia is death when you get pretty much get too cold. Your body gets too cold. Frostbite. Yeah, yeah. All that nonsense. So two of the victims that died from hypothermia also suffered significant physical trauma. Four of the bodies were found separately and two months later. So that's a basic overview of what happened at Dyatlov. There was But see, here's the thing, but as well, weren't they missing for like three months before they actually started to find the bodies? No, um we'll get to that. Okay. So we'll go into the injuries. One with the with physical trauma had major chest fractures, a missing tongue. Missing eyes, missing part of their lips, facial tissue, and a fragment of their skull. The all common symptoms of All common symptoms of getting cold. Yeah. 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 So the second had major chest fractures and missing eyeballs and a third major skull fracture. Again, pretty common when, you, when you go in a pool and it's winter it's or you have a, a cold chilly. shower, your yeah. eyes fall out. That's why you wear goggles. That's a good point. So you that don't is lose a good your eyes. Right, right, where's Jamie? We need to write that down. Two of the victims declared to have died from hypothermia suffered also suffered a fractured skull and exposed skull bones from a head injury. Also common with hypothermia. Yeah. You beat your head in. So let's go let's go into the group. Let's go into the lads, the hikers. The group included eight men and two women. So lads and ladettes. Lad and ladettes. Yeah. Uh, three were engineers, two were students at the radio faculty, and two were UPI economic students. One was a geotech student. And one was studying power economics. Now let's go into the character. They were, but they were all from like Ural Polytechnic Institute. Yeah, that's that? right. So like a, it's like a, they like they a were STEM st- science yeah, based. Yeah, they were students university. of different areas of some kind. It's of odd that like there's an economics student and like who's going to deal the money in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Yeah, Someone's got to finance true. the trip. That's true. You need an accountant wherever you go. That's what they say. So, Zul, his name is Zola Turov. Shout out to Scarlett for the research. I thought it was Benedict. Abra. Oh, yeah, Abra. shit, Benedict. <laughs> Sorry. So, Zulariov, let's just call him Z for short. Do you like to, can I turn that computer around? I want to crack at his name. <laughs> go on. Where is it? That one. Z- is that a T? Zola Tarov, I would say. Zol- okay, Zola Tarov. We're going to get back to him. He's an ex- He's important. He was an exception to this expedition and was not studying. He was a ski instructor and tour guide and wanted to join the expedition to gain experience to make him an expert instructor and guide. Sus. A tent I mean, hiker. that's not that suspicious. I'd Ooh. say that's probably one of the least suspicious. He joined last minute. We'll, we'll get back to him at the end. Well, I'm, I mean, I know where you're going with this. I'd get back to him. But I he feel like the economic student is a little more suspicious than this guy who joined late. Let's not draw conclusions, brother. Okay, oh, hey, bro. Oh, sorry. Hey, bro. <laughs> so, a 10th hiker, Yuri Yudin, was the sole survivor of the Dyatlov Pass incident. 
He had a congenital heart condition and rheumatism and left the expedition early due to joint pain. He was shocked and confused as to how his friends all experienced Heidecker's died from hypothermia. Oh, is this the guy that joined late? No, this is the guy that left. He left early and he's the only survivor, you could say, because he left because he had joint pain and rheumatism and stuff. So he was asked to identify items at the incident and believed that some of the items, a pair of sunglasses, skis and some clothing, were military-issued items. He believed that. Well, they were not the items that he believed to have belonged to his friends. And until his death in okay, 2013, yeah. Uden suspected military involvement in the in, in the incident. All right, let's get into the investigation. The initial Soviet investigation found nothing conclusive in regards to what happened to lead up to the cause of death of the Dyatlov hikers. In 2018, Zolotarev... Zolotarov? There we go. ...was exhumed on request of Russian journalists. In 2019... That's interesting. That... Just journalists got that done. Well, the government was saying it's a closed case. Yeah, but I mean, what's to stop... Can we now consider us journalists and we can start getting bodies dug up? I think that we're, we're pretty important. Let's get Ivan Milat's corpse dug up. What are we going to prove? Uh, I'm, I don't care. Let's just do it for the, the sake of digging it up. Sure, yeah. All right. All right, let's, let's do it. Start. All right, we're going to press pause. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> so they exhumed Zolotov, well, the Russian journalist did. 2019, Russian authorities reopened a formal investigation into the incident and deny any potential crime or government involvement in the incident. Instead, the formal investigation is focusing on three theories. Now, this is the formal investigation, so the government. Uh, the new one or the old one? This is the old one. Okay. These are the three theories that caused the missing tongue skull fractures that was caused by hypothermia. Yeah. An avalanche, okay. a snow slab avalanche, and a hurricane. What's the difference between a snow slab avalanche and a avalanche? I think it's like a mini avalanche that just goes in your area. Okay. Maybe a tree moves slightly and all this snow goes just on you. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah all right. uh, so there's no evidence of an avalanche or hurricane, but there is extensive, extensive evidence that contradicts an avalanche or hurricane taking place. We're going to get to that. We're going to go into the suspicious factors of the Dyatlov Pass incident. Suspicious factor number one. Mm. The victim's tent had been torn open from the inside, suggesting that the group had left in a hurry. Now, that's not that suspicious. I know what you're thinking. No. Yeah. I mean, I... Last episode, we talked about, like, po- oh, sorry, not the last episode, but the the missing episode, the we missing. talked about <laughs> paradoxical undressing and yes. things like that. Paradoxical undressing is a common thing in hypothermia where there is the burning sensation on the skin. So, you just start to get too hot and hence that would explain why there's two people laying naked. Yes, some night. of the victims were found naked. So, here's the main suspicious factor that contradicts the avalanche. The tent remained standing and was not covered or buried in snow, which completely contradicts the avalanche hurricane theory. Well, yeah, exactly. So, here's another one. Some of the victims had burns up to third degree. Krishnovoshenko. Turn it around, let me have a crack. All right. I I love foreign names. Oh, fucking hell. (laughs) It's a long one. It's about 28 Kravonashenko, I would say. Kravonashenko. All right, Kravonashenko had a bit... A chunk of his knuckle off, presumably whilst whilst receiving the third degree burns. Now we were talking about frostbite, and if that can cause that, 
Frostbite will not cause burns. It will cause necrosis of the skin, which means dead flesh and skin. If mm. It's real cold. He had it missing, and there were burns all over him. Yeah. Degree. And the surrounding trees were singed up to nine meters high. Can we rule out hypothermia th- at this point? I think we can, <laughs> finally. So if you're cold and you have the burning sensation of the skin, you take your clothes off. That's the thing. But it doesn't cause the trees around <laughs> you to, to be burnt and singed I mean, to nine meters. Spontaneous human combustion. Hey, what if Krivononchenko just exploded? Was really hot. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I mean, I reckon it was yeah, pretty I hot. He was, uh, <laughs> the thick set of branches up to five meters high were broken. That would have required climbing and one's entire body weight to break them. And the set of tree had branches up to two meters removed. So either this was the branches were removed in the cover-up, or it was removed during whatever the incident happened. Okay, yeah. Can we? I I want to talk. Can we get through this a bit? I want to talk about the nitty gritty. Oh, about keep going with the shit. suspicious. Get, get, okay. Speed read <coughs> Another one. Uh, one victim had cut off set of set of branches placed underneath him, and it also suffered burns. It was possible that See, someone had attempted they, they, to burn th- their body. That confuses me. Because that, that implies human involvement in the, um, like the tree business. Someone's cut down these limbs and placed the limbs of the tree and placed them under this person. Whatever happened? What if it was a cover-up? Yeah, but as we get into well, further detail. Okay, we'll get well, into the theory. That's why I'm telling you to speed it up okay, because okay. we know that there's... Well, you're the one that interrupted. Well, we know that... Well, they the listener doesn't know, but the, um, the big blast... Let's get to that. It was possible that someone had attempted to burn their body and the branches were cut with a finished knife, but no knives were found at the site. All the victims had removed or missing clothing items and shoes. Some of the remaining clothing items were tested to have radioactive material on them. The clothes had been contaminated by radioactive dust that could have fallen from the atmosphere or by working with radioactive substances or contacting a radioactive substance directly or indirectly. Now, the contamination that was on the clothes exceeded the normal radioactivity level of those working with radioactive materials. So, basically, there was too much radioactive material on them to be that they just worked with the stuff. It was too high. Well, I mean, even if, like... Well, what the fuck does that mean? People working with radioactive material out in the mountains? Well, no, I mean, not in the mountains. Maybe in their day job. I mean, they were all students. Like, huh? These guys are well, then, then they were. Stu- well, most of them were like radio and science of some shit. I'm sure some of them would have had experience or contact with. Either way, if you worked in radioactive material, I, stuff, I, no, I, 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 I agree with like the the point that it's trying to make. I'm just saying that it's just like obviously. Okay. I mean, like, even if someone's working with radioactive materials, it's not going to be on their clothes that they take skiing. Well, then why was uh, it on there? Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> Doroshenko had grey foam on his cheek caused by pulmonary oedema. As we described, oedema is fluid in an area. Pulmonary oedema is fluid in the lungs. The autopsy report speculated that someone may have pressed on his chest. And highlighted by Benedict Stash slash Scarlet was, this was a common interrogation technique used by the special forces and the NKVD, which was Stalin's secret police. Doroshenko and Krivonoshenko were pl- found what? placed next to each other. What? I'm not quite... What is the difference between the NKVD and the KGB? I don't know, but 
I mean, we had the SS and the Gestapo. Is it? Is it like? Um, just a guess. Is it an NKVDs and like an interstate thing? KGB being in international, maybe S- similar to like an ASIO, ASIS, CIA, yeah, FBI. Yeah, I feel like KGB was yeah. like Gestapo. It was just everywhere, and it was more petty stuff. No, I, th- I think the other way around. NKVD is more Gestapo. But with this one, it says NKVD, Stalin's secret police. That's like his, yeah, exactly. That's like Hitler's SS. They did the higher up stuff. You reckon? And the Gestapo were all that person was talking shit about the the emperor. Go get him. Well, see, I think it's like. That's what the NKVD are doing, and then the KGBs with like international stuff. Okay, possibly. Like yeah, anyway, anyway. Moving on, moving on. <laughs> Doroshenko and Krivonoshenko were found placed next to each other. Doroshenko's liver mortis, which means his liver had been moved, did not match his position, which suggests post death movement and manipulation. Three of the victims also had liver mortis that didn't match their position. It is also a sign of respect in Russia to place them together, and it is believed that the other hikers placed them there and took their clothes to keep warm. It sounds like... So, yeah, it's an interesting timeline that... So it looks like they died separately, some of them. Yeah, that's been... It's fucking such a confusing incident. It is, it is. So it sounds like they've been found... They died at different times. And some of the group moved some of the other group to another spot after they died. So, here's the... <sighs> so, Dyatlov, which is named after... It's named after him because it was his journal accounts that they were going on. He had injuries to the joints on his hands suggesting hand-to-hand combat. Hypothermia, Maka? You still going with that one? Yeah, I'm, con- I'm pretty okay, s- sorry okay. on that. This will prove it, actually. <laughs> Kolma Gorova had torso bruising that appears to be inflicted by a baton. That's a common sign of hypothermia, a baton beating. Yeah, you ever heard... The uh the idiom the ice cold baton of frost, no, no, it's because I just made it up. Dabinina <laughs> <laughs> uh, had a tongue missing. The autopsy is vague on the removal of the tongue, but states that the stomach contained a hundred grams of dark brown mucosal ma- mucosal mass. This could mean that she was alive when the tongue was removed, and that she consumed the blood and mucus from the removal. Dabinina's see, I don't understand that as what well. Do you mean? It's very simple, that one. No, no, no. The the reasoning behind that. What? Having... Cutting out someone's tongue. Oh, wait. The, for them the to ag- die. No, it makes sense. Oh, I'm not saying she died from it. It was just saying that it's like when they opened up Otzi Man and they knew what he last had for lunch. Yeah. Because they knew what food was in his stomach. No, 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 no. It's I'm like talking the, about the person who's done the act. Oh, why? Yeah. It sounds like a torture technique. Exactly, but it doesn't make sense to be torturing your friends in the middle of the snow. Well, who's to say it was the friends that were doing it? Well, we'll get on to that. We'll get on to that. Dublinias and Zularatovs had fractured ribs without external soft tissue injury. They both had hemorrhaging in the myocardium and pleural cavity, so the heart and lung cavity. This is a result of a large force and indicates that they were alive when the force impacted them. These injuries are consistent with a shockwave from a bomb or explosion. We'll go on with more suspicious factors, then we'll go on to theories. Mm-hmm. Kolovatov had a snapped broken neck and blow behind the ear, which were common with killing tactics used by special forces. The doctor that performed the autopsy gave suspiciously minimal information and didn't speculate on injuries that appeared to be a result of combat, but could have been a result of exposure. Well, okay, I... Now that I've had a day to think about this, we talked about how 
a doctor should give his opinion in yes, an autopsy. Yes, this is an important part. Uh, I know that might be the case now in this day and age. I can... I mean, I'm not 100% sure. I can see that not being the case in Stalin's Russia. Oh, in Soviet Russia. Yeah. Well, that just kind of proves the whole censorship of the of the DR of the country. Because we I'm have, s- we I'm have I'm contradicting injuries to theories or official uh, given out, what do you call it, Investiga- official theories from the yeah. government. So the autopsy style, which was also screen- seen with describing Dabini's missing tongue and numerous complex injuries was common. They were short, lacking in details, and suspiciously non-speculative. Mm-hmm. So, Thibiax Brignol had fractures, one of the other hikers, had fractures so severe to his skull that the doctor, perform, the doctor performing the autopsy concluded that they could not be caused by accidental fall. He stated that the impact could possibly occur in a small, high-speed motor vehicle accident or possibly from being thrown and hitting his head with possible wind move involvement to increase the force of impact. The lack of soft tissue injuries to the head indicate that the death was not caused by another person inflicting blunt force trauma with their hands. Okay, that's interesting. So one of them... That's what I wanted to get to. There's one more. One more point. Well, stop fucking delaying on it. Come on. The four bodies that suffered severe physical trauma were also the four bodies wearing clothing with traces of radiation. Okay. One of these... That's actually And this is, an, this is the last point. One of these people was Zuliratov, who was the hiking instructor that joined last minute. Z, yeah. He is also a suspected KGB agent and confirmed veteran and ex-NKVD agent. Now, we're going to get into so the theories. I, d- I did look it up. And I was correct. NKVD was for internal affairs, so problems within the country. So, like the Outlaw Pass would be NKVD? That would be NKVD. Yeah. KGB was more international. Your CIA, oh, CIA dealing with stuff like that. Sweet. So, we're going to go with theories. We're going to go to the most likely theory, which was KGB or weapons testing. So, okay. There is evidence that contradicts Avalanche, despite the Russian government supporting this to this day. The Mansi, which were the local indigenous tribe, are unlikely to be involved, and many other theories, winds, aliens, yeti, lack the evidence that KGB and weapons testing do have. Oh, I don't know incident. about that. What? You're saying that yeti did it? I'm, yeah, I'm, no, I'm coming with that one. I, I, I'm saying, I reckon the yeti is more believable than KGB and KVD. Because it doesn't make sense if... I mean, I think it's a combination of the two. I I agree with. So, uh, there was a cover up. There right? was a cover up. There was some. There was a fight of some sort. I think a bomb went off, and then there was a. But fight then, of but some then sort. you would like you can't say that a bomb went off. That see, that's the thing. There is no like. There's no. We would know if a bomb went off. Yeah. There, well, we a, don't. We're in the middle of the fucking mountains. Yeah, exactly. But when a bomb goes off, there's a crater. You can still see evidence that beyond... Okay, sure, you've got the burnt trees and things like that. It wasn't a bomb. You think of a bomb dropping. This is a radiation explosion. Yeah, it's still... There's no crater. Look at Chernobyl. There's no crater there. Uh, That's because that's not... That's different. Is it? Yeah, that's completely... The buildings were syringed. Syringed? What do you call it? Singed. 
Uh, uh, have you when seen it, Hir- Hiroshima after fucking? That was a bomb. That was yeah, dro- that a physical dr- bomb yeah, that, that was dropped and exploded in the middle of the fucking air. Yeah, no so one dropped a fucking bomb. So imagine if it went bomb. on the ground. Yeah, but if it was already on the ground or it was a nearby weapons testing facility. Yeah, there would. They're not dropping bombs out of the sky. It exactly. Bombed. So there would be evidence oh, yeah, of fuck. the bomb on the ground. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> All right, he's Th- cracked it. This is what I'm saying, right? You've obviously got some sort of cover-up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, what, like, the, the K, it doesn't make sense for the KGB right, well, or well, the let's NKVD go into the KGB to kill one of their own. The theory that Zolotarov, Kolodatov, and Kravinishkensko were KGB agents on a mission to uncover a cell of CIA agents. The theory states that the KGB agents were meant to complete a controlled transfer of radioactive materials, which was in the clothes, but that the CIA agents or foreign operatives then discovered that they were KGB. Mm. So some sort of weird... Yeah. So Zolorytov was a 30-year-old, 7-year-old bachelor. He's the one who joined the expedition from a different tour base at the last minute. He was previously unknown to the group, who was an, a known NKVD no, agent. it doesn't make sense because... I like it. it it's good thinking because you, you've got all that Cold War bullshit of, you know poison clothes all of that mm. but then why would they then steal the poison clothes I'm not sure why but this Zolotov character is fucking shady he was a confirmed NKVD agent he supposedly left his past behind in the NKVD to become a hiking guide and skiing instructor because we know of how many Navy SEALs become golf I don't know I become I, golf I don't know I was going golf how, how many know. Navy SEALs become a golf course how many <laughs> that's actually pretty common that's pretty common that oh. one <laughs> hey bruh yeah but you see, left me hanging there no oh, sorry. <laughs> hey bruh there we go it's got <laughs> so uh, he supposedly left his past behind to become a ski instructor but then also he joined last minute to increase his experience which allowed him to become an expert level guide instructor now, both Zulitov, Kalevitov, Kravinishchenko are all believed to be KGB. The other two, they worked in top-secret roles. Kalevitov has been proven to have worked in a secret laboratory listed as an atomic institute before being transferred to a physics department at Ural Polytechnic Institute, where all these students came from. Kravonishchenko worked in construction and hydraulic at the secret nuclear enterprise, which ended when the Mayak plutonium plant, which Kravinashenko worked at, had a radiation leak and nuclear disaster, which was the second biggest only to Chernobyl. The city remains closed to this day. Kravinashenko was one of Dyatlov victims found with radiation of his clothing, which several of them had, but he was highly experienced and avoided radiation poisoning at Mayak. So something went wrong. I mean, we can assume that 10 people died. <laughs> no, I think it went fucking according to plan. No, I think every... <laughs> it worked out. So, the second theory is weapons testing, nuclear rocketry. Both rocketry expert and numerous nuclear scientists were involved in the Dyatlov past, past incident investigation at the time. Mm-hmm. This was not public knowledge and was not revealed to the victims' families for years later. The KGB and Federal Security Service of Russia so-and-so, Vladimir Negev, published his theory on the fate of the Yatlov group, which was centred around weapons testing. So a top KGB dude reckons, he reckons it was even that. He states that the group were launching specialist radio probes in the area that contained short-lived radioactive isotopes 
there's too much. There's too many big words here. Either way, they were doing some testing. Nuclear. And we know that Dabinia and Zolorotov had injuries consistent with the shockwave and explosion. Numerous eyewitnesses state that the bodies had a deep brown colour. This is a characteristic of poisoning. Of phosphorus poisoning. Phosphorus. Phosphorus poisoning. It is speculated that the search for the for the Diatlov group was also delayed deliberately. They weren't discovered for a month. See, that's what you oh, said there before. You go, one month. Which corresponds with two half-lives of Phosphorus 32. So it means that the element that was in them yeah, would I have died. Thanks. For our, for our, <laughs> no, for for our, our listeners. For our US listeners. <laughs> All right? I'm not going to say it. Their leader's a dick, though. And that might I mean, we have, s- we have said it. We? Pretty much every episode is on uh, on the phone. No phone names. List. This is this is an untimed podcast. This could be this could be the 1970s. <laughs> it could be 2015. You don't yeah. know. I could be talking yeah, about any talking of them. shit about. Ronald and we Reagan. know when I said he, you you, you can't specify because they'll never elect a woman. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the hikers. There's another theory that the hikers were mistaken for gulag fugitives. Which were Bullshit. prisoners of war. That's stupid. stupid. That's a stupid. There's one. literally damage that humans can't do. Yeah, exactly. There was there was definitely an explosion of some sort. We know that. So that's bullshit. Have you heard the infrasound th- theory? I did. I did a little Lay extra research. There's something called infrasound, which is it's part of the weapon weapons testing um, theory. Yeah. But. So essentially, like humans can hear between twenty-five hertz and fucking whatever a thousand yeah, yeah, hertz. Yeah. So below twenty-five hertz is things called infrasound. Lay it on me. So sound that is imperceptible to the human brain. So think, you know, your like cartoon dog, dog whistle. whistle. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It's been studied quite a fair bit because people. I mean, you've got two sides of the coin. Some people believe, oh, we can't hear it, can't do anything to us. Some people believe, oh, yeah, that can fucking do some nasty damage to us. So it's like uh, like people who work engineers for wind turbines always complain about the noise. Yeah, there are a bunch wind, of whiners, though. Wind turbines make, but you can't hear it. It's yeah. The noise is imperceptible. So what, what's this got to do with the outlaw? Allegedly... If you get there's certain um, infrasounds that can you know bring on feelings of hallucinations, supernatural presences, things like that, shit that can literally make groups turn on each other and things like that. Yeah. Oh, you're saying that it had some effect on their brain that turned them mental. Yeah. Which is what we were talking about last week with LSD and Charles Manson. Which is a segue to the prequel of the... Nah, never mind. What? <laughs> okay. No, that's an interesting theory. So, you're saying that the sound wave... Well, that, uh, that would explain... But the sound wave came from what? The bomb? No, you would... Uh, it would have to be... It wouldn't It wouldn't be a bomb. It'd be speakers. But there was definitely a bomb and some radiation poisoning. Yeah, see, yeah. That's, that, that's the thing that oh, uh, well, doesn't matter. Here's one. Let's combine them. The bomb went off. It, it, it no, killed it a few of them. It, it has to have the, sustained. Oh, well, the bomb goes off, kills a few of them, sends the others mental. They all kill each other madly. That's one way. Then that sound is so beautiful for the human brain. It gets transferred into a baby. 
Mm. The baby grows up, teased, outcasted, looks different, is a bit odd. Yeah. Sings at Britain Got Talent. It's Susan Boyle's voice. I thought you were going to say goes to make a brand new podcast called The A-Bra. Oh, damn. No, that no, I did mean that, actually. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's you. Oh. So, we've got special forces. That's bullshit. The Mansi, the local indigenous. That's bullshit. very unlikely. The avalanche snow slab and Honestly, wind theory. the only thing that makes sense is, is a bomb. Is alien. <laughs> Which brings me to UFO. There were some light anomalies. Police, including the chief of investigations, as well as many people in, in the nearby towns, reported spheres of light during the initial I fucking investigation. Hate that, but it's such a bullshit cop out, but it's uh, nothing. Ma- it was that star that disappeared. Maybe. Maybe. Hang on. When did the star disappear? Recently? Recently. They reopened the case. Last year. They didn't reopen it last year. No, it's like... Um, the star disappeared nah, like weeks you know, ago. Okay, when, when Kevin Spacey stuck getting investigated, where did he go? Didn't hear from him. Disappeared. No, what do you mean you didn't... Remember, well, do you he remember went very quiet. Ke- no, do you remember when Ke- Kevin Spacey started getting investigated and then he put up a video on YouTube as his character from fucking House what? of Cards? What? Doing what? What was like, he saying? Like being like... It was fucking weird. Um... Wait, wait, he was trying to be the... What, surely the you House know of how, Cards like, took it down. Frank Underwood is. No, 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 because he just put it up on his YouTube channel. Saying what? Like, oh, like uh, I can't do the fucking text and What accent, the but, fuck? Like, you Did heard a lot of stuff about me in the news. Blah, blah, blah. Like, playing it... Literally, like, playing it off how Frank Underwood would have played it off. What the fuck? What a psychopath. Oh, it's fucking, yeah, mental. What I know, um, a guy came out. He was he was in a pub in England. Like he was about nineteen at the time, and Kevin Spacey was like tried to fucking touch him and mm. spike his drink, and he told his mates, and his mates said, "I'll give him shit." And then he came forward, and the article was written, and all his allegations, like they took the piss out of him. Like yeah. you know, going with Catholics, like oh, you got touched by the tea, ah ha ha, and his mates took the. But the article was brave survivor of Kevin Space. He's like, that's not fucking true. I didn't get a touch by him. Either way, <laughs> he was a creep because yeah. this guy had nothing to do with it and gained nothing from saying this apart from my mates already give me enough shit about <laughs> this. So, fuck, he, did he go to jail in the end? Nah, the fucking, everyone pulled out from the case. Are you serious? Yeah, the defendant didn't want to testify. Was it only one defendant that came forward though? Um, I think only one for the actual case itself, yeah. Is um, he in anything anymore? Because he is—he nah. was like, sh- he was, he was such massive, a, such a good actor too. Kevin Spacey has he been in? Surely he's been in like nothing. I mean, you'd no, think. he was in. Uh, he's uncredited as Frank Underwood in a few things. No, he was in Billion Dollar Boys Club. I think that might have been filmed just it, before no. it all happened. Damn! But he was in one recently. Yeah. Called no, it's coming up. He's in something coming up called Gore, and he plays Gore Vidal. What's that about? Young man spends a summer in Italy. Hey, that's where we are, where he meets his we're idol. The Vatican. We're in the Vatican. Again. So we're nearby. You should pop in. Who teaches Gore Vidal? Oh, is that like I mean, some I'm famous sure it probably dude? Would be. Who the fuck's Gore? I Vidal? believe it is. Gore Vidal. Oh, he's some. He died in 2012. He is an aviation pioneer. Why is he in so many movies? Yeah, maybe he's an actor too. Oh, there you go. Kevin Spacey's in a movie coming up. This podcast was made solely to promote it, and I'm glad this segue happened. So everyone... <laughs> go out, go catch gore. Brothers, we're at, we're at 49 minutes. We wrap up. 
So, Dyatlov Pass incident. We're going to put up a few photos. Oh, no, no. Before we go on, we need to read out something. Oh, fuck. So, to wrap up, we had the Dyatlov Pass incident with our Buckingham Palace friend. Um, hey. Hey, brah. But, fuck, I can't believe we're at 49 minutes. Yeah, no, that was a good episode. So, friend of the podcast, fleeting friends, we've got a review in. We want you all to go on the Apple Podcasts app, Spotify, or Instagram, or Facebook. Are you reading it out? Message us. Yeah, I'll read it out. Message us and give us a review. Make it make it fun. Can we get a, like a celebrity accent for our reviews? Uh, yeah. Know. Whose accent do you want? Uh, let me just see if I can find like a, a random celebrity picker. Alrighty, sure. And then you just got to do an accent. What accent do you want me to do? Whatever random celebrity. I thought picks. it was racist to do any accent apart from a white person's accent. Well, let's hope it's not a white person that comes up then. Yeah. Yeah, so we're just taking a quick break because Naka had to show me that video of Kevin Spacey. It was pretty important. It was fucked. But so <laughs> more importantly. More importantly, we've got a scoop here on the Avra podcast. I think we have the actual first Avra exclusive. Yeah, I think so. So three, the three main guys who came well, give, out. Give, give a bit of background, right? We're just watching the video. I was just like, oh, yeah, check out the comments. Let's look at the comments. We look at the comments. This guy's like, huh, funny. Three of his accusers no, are no, dead. No, no, First, there was oh, three dead. Killed them with kindness. Ha ha. And then we're like, what? Scroll down. One, two, three accusers dead. I'm only watching this after seeing that. Like, wait, what? So we look it up. Fucking Kevin Spacey accusers. And the three accusers of Kevin Spacey have all died by suicide in the last year. Literally. Uh, and there's, I, no ca- there's no charges against Kevin Spacey anymore. I mean... That's pretty fucking sus. That's pretty fucking sus. This is Dyatlov Pass <laughs> level of fucking <laughs> sus. That's, I think we've gone beyond. <laughs> I think Dyatlov Pass is pretty insignificant. That, that's a it was a while ago case compared yeah. to this one. <laughs> yeah. That was a while ago, that one. Let's focus on the real issue. Mm. All right, we're going to put up part of that video. What yeah. was What's his name? Richard Underwood? Frank Underwood. Frank Underwood. No, the, okay. the, the video is called Let Me Be Frank. Let Me Be Oh, fuck me. That was, that was creepy. Okay, so we got a review here from Dab Lord Quee Twig titled This Podcast Saved My Life. Thanks for the five stars. The past twenty two years of my life Oh wait, I'm doing an accent, aren't I? Pope Benedict? Wait, do you want to get Pope Benedict to do this one? Oh yeah, I'll run down. Just go downstairs. Just grab him. Uh Pope Benedict, mate. Yes, hello, hello. Can I get you here? Coming upstairs. Fuck you, April. <laughs> no, we need you to record a review. Okay, I'll just, uh, I'll just, help me, help me. Shut up, shut up. Sorry, uh, I'll just, I'm just coming up. Uh, that, that was not All right, I'll, I'll, I'll leave you to our seat. Okay, no problem. Right. Okay, come here. Help, help. Help me. Oh, Macca, what did, what did Pope Benedict say? Yeah, he's, he's coming up. Oh, is he? Isn't he busy? No. I heard some screaming down no, there. No. It sounded he, a bit odd. You might want to check. It's not? He's he up. said it was fine, didn't he? He said it was Okay, cool. It's probably just probably just a bird or something. Oh, hey, Pope Benedict, how are you going? Hello! Hello! Why is he Chinese? Are you Chinese, Pope Benedict? Oh, no, no, no. I just thought you want funny voice. Okay. No worries, mate. Um, Pope Benedict, you said you listened to the podcast before, and we talked about this. It's not funny to do a Chinese voice. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just fe- I just forgot because we rule world and you know fuck them. <laughs> 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 
Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, Pop Benedict is going to read out uh, Pop Benedict. Speaking to you about yourself in the third person. Amaricious, by the way. Amaricious. Yeah, call me by my real name, you fucking cunt. Okay. <laughs> the past 22 years of my life have been filled with many irrational fears that have shaped how I go about my life. These fears include whether if I throw my own fecal matter at someone who makes me a terrible person. The constant fear of not knowing who is a better route. Bill Shorten or Michael Jackson. I did like that episode, Avra. <laughs> Thanks, Pope Benedict. Oh. What if I do a large... What What do I do if a large, hairy Egyptian man cornered me in his silk shop and forced me to show him grandma porn? Or grandson porn? <laughs> <laughs> the anxious feeling I have constantly worrying whether Hitler is still alive and if someone is taking care of his elderly crocodile... Don't, mate, stop. You don't, need to do, you don't need to do a <laughs> fucking line after every bit. Whether the Brazilian Dexter wants to kill me because he has a lust for blood or is it just because I'm not a female? <laughs> if you suffer from any of these similar fears, be sure that these two kings, Maz and Maka, will eradicate those fears and help you on a path to better you, all while saying, Abra! Oh, th- thanks, thanks for that, Benedict. That was really... Thanks I mean, for he that. I didn't write it. He just read it out for us. Oh, still, no, thanks for reading it out, Benedict. It's really nice. Not a problem, I go now. Bye. See you, Benedict. Thanks, mate. All right. We'll wrap it up there. Uh, so give us a review. Send us in some stories if you want to hear them. We'll read them out. That's give us it. a five-star review because we want people to fucking listen to this because we got scoops and we got info to share. Also, we're going to end this episode with Moonshine da Roma from the Dockers. It's out everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, if you're a dick, Google Play. Bye.
Bra. Hey, bra. Boop.